Hello and welcome everyone. This is J.W. Marshall with Market Scale, your e-learning consultant. We are live at the TCA conference and we have with us Jeff Palumbo, Global Esports Solutions Manager for Lenovo. We're very excited to have him on the show today. He's going to tell us a little bit more about what they're doing in esports and how this is going to be one of the biggest trends of 2020 and moving into the next decade of education and engagement. So Jeff, thanks for, ha- uh, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. And if you want to start out just by telling us a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing and how it's different from a lot of the other esports uh, solutions that are emerging uh, sure. here in 2020, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, so, uh, and I appreciate your time this morning, that's great. One of the things that we're trying to do is really be school focused. We're finding that a lot of K through 12 and even higher education are, every school is different in the needs that they're trying to accomplish. So instead of just saying, hey, these are the computers you need to do gaming, we come in and we first have a discovery meeting saying, what are your goals for this program? Because every children are different, schools are different, money is different, space is different. So there really is no one-size-fits-all approach that other people are taking. So we wanted to come in and say, you know what, we have product. We know we have some of the best product out there for gaming that we can do, but that's not the point. Let's first sit down, discover what your needs are, and how do we structure that program so it's successful. And then from there, we'll tell you what product you would probably need in order to do that. So it's a very... Um, different, like almost like a 180 or a 360 on what you're actually trying to accomplish. But at the end, what it does is it forms relationships and it makes sure that the school system, who may not really understand esports, has a partner in esports like us that can help them not only set up but also expand into the future. That's great. And that seems like it would really fit well with this emerging. Uh, technology because this isn't something that schools and school districts have uh, you know dealt with in the past and mm-hmm. been able to uh, have access to what do you think are the biggest challenges uh, for a school or for a district to get started and and maybe it's a misconception on what those challenges are um, you know to take that first step into esports yeah I think what a lot of people are seeing or what we're seeing from a lot of the different schools is the space seems to be an issue at which time you know we can talk about mobile or desktop discovery other people want dual use they're saying that their supervisory staff actually wants you to have a a lab during the day and then gaming at night so providing a proper setup that actually does that and then the third thing is funding Uh, we get a lot of funding questions as to how do we fund this or do we have to have you know 20 or 30 pcs to really start and i think what i tell people is well step back from that let's just find a way to start and then we can always expand from there so I think with those three things in mind, again, because every solution is custom, that's how, why we want to get in there and make sure that we're setting up for what they can use. And then that expansion is you have more kids, you need more PCs, which is a great problem to have. The kids sure. are actually wanting to participate. And then where, can we, where will the schools find funding from there? And are there grants and things of that nature? So Great. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit to the student experience. Mm-hmm. Why do students love this? Other than, of course, esports is engaging, um, but specifically to what you guys are doing, uh, what are some some differences that are really um, getting the kids excited? Because it sounds like the kids really do love using uh, the solution. Yeah, what we're finding is that a lot of the students that are gravitating towards esports are ones that may not be your traditional athletes as well. So while they may know students that are in their class, they may not know them from a personal level. They just say hi to, le- hi to them in the hall, or they oh, I had a you know history class with him. But what we're finding is that when you start opening doors to things um, that they do find interesting, they start to find like people. 
and that's awesome. And the best part is it doesn't matter if you're a boy, a girl, doesn't matter your skin color, doesn't matter who you love, um, doesn't matter your religion. As soon as you hit the keyboard, you're the same to everybody. And I think that's the biggest piece of exception uh, that just even general sports really doesn't have. And that's an awesome thing for kids to feel as though they are automatically welcomed and it's something that's growing that they can be proud about and they can be proud about if they go into comp competitions for their school. They can be proud about that because now they have school backing and they feel like they're more part of it, feel like they're part of a team and the communications that come out of that are what you'll use for the rest of your life. That's amazing. That's something I, I never thought of. There's a social emotional component to it. Mm -hmm. um, could even be tied in with anti-bullying, things like that. Most definitely. Um, community building. So uh, those intangibles beyond just um, the academic uh, components and the, and the engagement components. Um, let, let's then pivot towards the educators, towards the sure. tech coordinators. Um, what level of uh, complexity is there with you know getting the, started with the system, setting it up, and implementing? Usually it's pretty simplistic. Again, we have solutions that can benefit them. Uh, what we're finding is a, a mix of schools. Sometimes we send the PCs and the kids from an IT perspective, a, an IT professor will be there, and they want to set them all up themselves. But we also have solutions that can come in and say, listen, we don't have the time, we don't have the benefit to set these up. Can you have somebody come in and actually set them up for us? So we're actually building out those solutions based on all the feedback we're getting to help plug the gaps for any school. So if they need construction, we can have find people to do it. If they need something that's more like remote deployment because they just don't have the time to keep them updated, we have partners that can do that. So I think, again, differentiating ourselves from a lot of other people is not just the setup and discovery, it's also plugging those gaps that the school has to make sure that we can succeed quicker and make sure that they don't ha feel like, oh my gosh, it's one more thing. We don't have this capability, which gives them headaches. Right. We want them to focus on educating because they're educators and that's what they're great at. Let us focus on setting things up and getting things started because that's what we do best. That's great. So it sounds like it's really a partnership model Most versus definitely. a vendor or a, uh, just a, a sale and, and then you know on to the next. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. We're seeing that um, across education is that the value of that partnership model is almost becoming an expectation yep. and so it's always great to talk to companies that are already uh, one step ahead of the game and, and building those partnerships yep. last question um, give us one success story of a school or a district uh, that you've worked with uh, recently that uh, has implemented this and seen you know some positive results so goal out of Colorado is actually using a mobile system because they don't have uh, the ability to have a classroom right now. So they're using some of our products that are some of the mobile gaming products for laptops, and they're seeing just an increase in a swell in not only students, but that other schools in the district see what they're doing, and they're like, this is awesome, how do we get involved? So they're actually starting from what we started as just a general 16 setup, 16-unit uh, setup, and now they're looking at, okay, we want to have close to 300 over the next two years. Wow. because we want to include all the students. We do want to go to a club in a varsity level. So they're already thinking two steps ahead, but now we're also looping in people like NASEF, uh, who deal with scholastic curriculum and an eSports league, and how to actually start creating curriculum around that as well, because it's not just um, computer science and design anymore. Now it's broadcasting, it's event planning, it's business. eSports is taking off so quick that they're trying to find people to fill these gaps in the next five years. It's not only going to be high schools, it's going to be colleges, colleges recruiting from high schools. And those people that are now on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, ESPN are going to be your current broadcasters that are on Twitch, 
mixer, caffeine, etc. So it's a really exciting time. There's so much opportunity for these kids that were was never around when you and I were growing up. Wow, that's great. We have time for one last question, sure. and and you led right in with a lot of the things that are coming even beyond 2020. Mm-hmm. They're starting now. Uh, do you think that varsity sports at the college level? What do you think is the the biggest thing that's going to be maybe over the next five to ten years with esports? Well, we know that colleges are already recruiting from high school for certain wow. games because there's so much money and potentially winning. Um, the students are allowed to go to tournaments and compete and actually win money not only for themselves but for their schools. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge piece. But also augmented reality and virtual reality. We don't know what's coming yet, but it's super exciting. But we know that the trends of AR and VR growing so quickly that you might see AR and VR taking over in a mixed reality setting mm. so that a lot of people can become cyber athletes. And again, it may not, we don't know what's going to happen. But what we do know from you know science fiction and cool stuff like that is that if you can dream it, it's possible. And I think there's a lot of dreams out there right now and a lot of cool tech coming out. So it, it's super exciting to look forward to the future. That makes perfect sense. AR and VR is another topic that's really big here at uh, TCEA, as mm-hmm. uh, my listeners know. Um, you did touch on one last thing, the NCAA is looking at adding esports or has that already happened where are we, where are we at in that process what are your thoughts on that to my knowledge they have said that right now they're postponing any ability to get into it. they just they're they're kind of standing away okay. a little bit uh, allowing students again since there's no NCAA affiliation they can actually win money in the As colleges students. so i would like to see them not get involved however we we both know that when money starts really flowing in they, they'll want to get they'll involved. probably want to get involved but um, again that provides structure that's not there yet and I think it's beneficial to students if the NCAA were to come in it does provide an automatic league structure that's currently not there and could really help more students in high school get college scholarships and I think that's fantastic and that would reach even more students correct uh, other than the best the best winning more money that's but very much we'll have to you never know with the NCAA but that, it's on their radar it sounds like yep. and uh, that'll be something we'll keep tabs on moving into the, the following years. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, This has been really uh, a great conversation and uh, has opened our eyes up and hopefully our listeners' eyes up to um, what esports can provide beyond the obvious, I think is a, a key takeaway uh, on this. And uh, we're going to have you again uh, maybe in a couple of months, uh, do a follow up, and we'll see uh, how things have changed because it sounds like it's changing month to month, quarter to quarter. I think it'll probably look different at the end of 2020 than, than it does even right now. Most definitely, and I can't wait for the next time we talk. All right, thanks so much, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody out there. This is JW Marshall with market scale ed tech where we believe that education is the highest form of marketing and we'll see you next time